Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts to help you make, manage, multiply your revenue and impact in the world. I'm your host, David Ubita. The Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast starts right now. Well, it was so hard to ask for help um, because I also wasn't paying these people to help me. Um, mm. You know, they were doing it for free. So that was hard. Um, but a lot of the time, too, I mean, I had to take my kids with me. Stay in the car. You know, you're going to have to watch your sister, mm-hmm. watch, your, watch your brother. You're going to have to stay in the car. Um, so I did take them with me quite a bit, too. And that was just that was just part of it, trying to make it work. And you do what you have to do. It's not ideal, but mm-hmm. you find yourself either doing it or you're not going to have a house to live in. You're not going to have food. You're not, you know, all these things that you had and hoped for, you know, your family are just going to disappear. So you got to figure it out. And they came with me numerous times. And whether they came in with me or sat in the car, it just determined on the client. But okay. um, they were part of it. And I think they, you know, some of it they don't remember because they were so young. Um, yeah. But they, but they consistently see that I, I work hard. And I want them to know that they, you know, they got to know what they want to do in life and early on. And once they know that, it'll become a lot easier for them to attract that into their lives and um, have it be a little bit easier. All right, guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. If this is your first time listening, hey, I wanted to personally welcome you. And my name is David Yubita. I am the host of the podcast, The Big Show. And uh, before we get started, I wanted to first and foremost uh, really acknowledge all of our listeners um, here in the United States and uh, abroad and uh, say a big thank you. And I am sincerely hoping that you are healthy and safe during this uh, pandemic, during the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, I wanted to personally call you guys out and acknowledge you um, as we uh, have uh, access to statistics that tell us, you know, who's listening, etc. And so to the United States, of course, and I'll go ahead and mention the states uh, here. Um our listeners located in Cali, uh, which is our biggest uh, listener group. Uh, Illinois, what's up, Chi-Town? Uh, Jersey, Texas, Colorado, what's up, Steamboat Springs, Denver, uh, what's up, Florida, and um, South Carolina, Virginia, Utah, uh, Washington State, North Carolina, and Massachusetts. Guys, sending you guys a ton, a ton of light and love as we're going through this process. And to those of you who are overseas in France, uh, the United Kingdom, Canada, Spain, Ubeda, Spain, that's where my family's from on my father's side, uh, Sweden, and Australia. Guys, I, 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 with everything I am, I send all of you, our listeners, um, light and love and God's protection upon you as we're going through uh, this pandemic together. And I'll tell you what, uh, I want to do something a little bit different here with the show that I've never done, but um, as a man of faith, I just wanted to read to you uh, one of my favorite Psalms in the hopes that it will bring some comfort to you uh, as we're going through a very interesting, uh, never be, you know, never before seen type of a scenario globally, that is, and the impact that it's having. And I'll tell you what. During this particular pandemic, uh, and um, really just, you, you feel hopeless. You feel like you don't have any control over anything and, and things are, have changed. I'm often asked, David, are we going to get through this? And I'm like, yeah, of course we are. Just things are going to look different. Uh, similar to, let's say for in the States, you know, when 9-11 happened, there were a lot of changes that occurred from, in term, you know, to improve our safety and security, travel, etc. And just as in other countries as well that may have gone through some specific things that have altered the way you know they they went about their daily lives. Same thing with this situation. Yeah, we're definitely going to see some differences and uh, some new behaviors, new rules, regulations, etc. But yeah, guys, we're going to get through this. And um, before I read this psalm, I, I want to just acknowledge 
the thousands upon thousands of of uh, fellow human beings that have uh, lost their battle to COVID-19 and have gone on to the afterlife. Uh, for those of you who are believers like myself, for those of, uh, of our friends and family that have gone on to be with the Lord. So I just want to uh, take a few minutes here, guys, and read this psalm. And as you're listening to this, just listen to the author uh, who was King David, uh, my one of my favorite biblical characters, and um, I love this psalm. I've read this psalm hundreds of times, meditated on it, God knows how many hours, just sim- because it's so simple and yet it's so honest and and um, really an intimate writing, uh, an intimate chapter that uh, one of the greatest kings uh, that's ever walked this earth uh, wrote. And sometimes I wonder where was he when he wrote this particular um, psalm. But uh, I pray again that as I read this, uh, Psalm 23, wherever you are, maybe you are in front of uh, your laptop or you know your iPad or, or wherever you are, uh, perhaps you have access to some technology, uh, I'm reading Psalms 23, and that's the NIV version. You know, feel free to join with me as uh, I read this. Uh, perhaps you need some encouragement. Maybe things are looking a little bleaker than, than you expected. But um, one of the things I love to do when I feel discouraged is uh, really take some time and and dive into this particular psalm and meditate. And I always feel better uh, after reading it and spending some time and just remembering, you know, who my Heavenly Father is. So uh, Psalms 23, uh, the NIV version says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Guys, my hope is is, is, is that as you heard those words, that it brought some comfort to you wherever you are. And do yourself a favor. Not only take some time to meditate upon these timeless words, but also if you know of someone who may be struggling or or don't, hey, right now people are struggling with a lot of emotions, a lot of range of emotions. Hey, reach out to your friends, family, and loved ones and uh, be a source of light for them because you just never know uh, who may be struggling right now. So on that note, guys, once again, keep your heads up. Let's stay positive and continue to Uh, really just learn from this situation and improve as we go along. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to all the essential workers uh, who are really, you know, getting it done. You know, first responders, our medical professionals out there, uh, delivery uh, truck drivers, rideshare drivers, you know, Uber and Lyft. Guys, just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you guys for for, for getting the job done and and really making a difference and helping us try to live as normal a life as possible in the midst of this uh, really new way of life that we are being presented with. So thank you to our teachers. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> E-learning is no joke and his parents, right? Uh, woo, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for teachers. And I am looking forward to... Uh, having my beautiful children go back to class as soon as possible. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure those of you who are parents, um, can I get an amen? All right now. So that being said, um, I wanted to mention, guys, that I've got a couple of special annou- announcements. Uh, our podcast continues to grow. And as our audience continues to grow, uh, I uh, really 
wanted to make sure that uh, that not only as our podcast grew that we act that that it's not always me talking, right? Um, yes, uh, it's been a great run and great ride for me to be here and to um, start the podcast and and interview as many amazing people as we have, but. I wanted to introduce to you uh, Loop V, who is an amazing human being. Love her to life, uh, not to death, love her to life. And I'll tell you what, you guys are going to love her too. She's going to be hosting this episode with our with our next guest, Nicole Hadou. And uh, before I talk a little bit about Nicole, I just want to just personally thank Loop, uh, Lupita, I call her Loop, um, for being so generous with her time and being so coachable and, and loving. And she's a psychotherapist and um, has coached me off of the ledge a couple of times. Thank you very much. She's amazing. And just the insight she brings, the curiosity she brings, not only as a psychotherapist, as an entrepreneur, a uh, single mom, and just all around. Uh, and did you know that she knows how to spin records? Yeah, that's pretty badass, right? So I just wanted you guys to know that that Loop V is going to be joining me in in uh, the co-hosting duties. And uh, so either uh, Loop or myself will be hosting going forward. Uh, and I'm super excited about her oppor- about this opportunity to have her come on board. She mark my word, she will have her own uh, nationally syndicated uh, show at some point because she's that good. Yes. And I just want you guys to know that, uh, I'm hum- humbled and honored to have her come on board, and she again will be uh, doing the hosting duties in episode 38, this episode. So let me go ahead and introduce or talk to you a little bit about our next guest and why you should listen to her. So uh, Nicole Hadou is a multi-million dollar, uh, dollar producing real estate broker. Uh, she's been featured in ma- on many. Uh, she's I don't know how many awards. I mean, good Lord, they should. They really need to name one after her. Uh, and she's based out of Chicago, and uh, currently doing I think between uh, fifteen seventeen million dollars in revenue. And um, she uh, she will be. She's been she's been consistent and and coachable and just wonderful to work with. And I tell you what. Um, she was just recently featured in Forbes magazine as one of the top real estate brokers in all of the United States. So she's pretty badass. And I want you guys to just listen to this interview, listen to her story. Uh, you will leave uh, this podcast episode inspired. Uh, she's just an absolute wonderful human being. And so imagine having Lupita V, Loop V, I call her, uh, just... Uh, uh, Curious in nature and, and fun-loving, uh, facilitating this particular interview, and I just want—I I couldn't be prouder of having Loop do this as well as having Nicole uh, share her story uh, here on the podcast. So, without any further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor, and then uh, get you guys straight into the chat. Hey guys, if you're a B2B company that can take on more clients, then take a look at our free training detailing the simple strategy that took us from 19 sales appointments in 2016 to 426 qualified sales appointments in 2019 with zero paid ads or time-consuming blogging on LinkedIn. On this free training, you'll see how this proven strategy works so you can start generating qualified sales appointments for your business today. Visit us at mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. Welcome to Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Lupita V. And in today's episode, we will be talking to the amazing Nicole Hodgdu, named top producer by the Chicago Association of Realtors four years in a row, 2019's five-star real estate agent, Dreamtown's top producer three years in a row, and was recently a five-star professional 2020 market leader in 500 list in Forbes magazine. Nicole, thank you so much for being with us. It's such an honor. How are you today? 
Good. I'm great. And thank you for having me on this uh, podcast, this wonderful interview. I'm so excited. Great opportunity. Yes, yes. Okay. And um, so we are living in a different time. So just to get a, a, a more feel of like this human experience that we have now entered in this new era, um, how are you doing with with uh, having to handle your business just a little differently than before? Well, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I think we're all trying to uh, work together. I know a lot of the brokerages are are working together with their agents, especially Dreamtown, the brokerage that I work um, with. Um, they are doing a lot of online classes for us and keeping us motivated and keeping mm. us informed of what's going on in the market. And we work a lot with um, a preferred lender and that preferred lender actually does, um, you know, like a mortgage minute that's really helping us out figure what's going on day to day because that industry is changing so much. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, rates are like up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, I mean, they're pretty consistent now and they're low and there's a lot of buyers out there. So in this changing market, we're just trying to be careful. I think everybody is thinking about their health and the health of their family members and health of their clients and really just trying to make sure that everybody's safe. So we're seeing less showing in a way. I mean, you, we're kind of really the people who are really needing to move. Those are the people who are really mm-hmm. serious buyers going out looking. Um, we're getting a lot more listings on. Some, unfortunately, were reactivated. Um, people got scared and um, backed mm-hmm. out. Of so we saw a lot of reactivations back on market. Uh, and then a lot of new new listings. There's quite a few new listings. I think people are saying, I'm sick of sitting on the fence. And we had a great market. It's still a good market. Let's get our place out there and attract those buyers that are looking and capitalize in, on this great rate and buy something that maybe they weren't able to buy before. They have a little bit more you know, purchasing power with these rates. So there's a lot of opportunity there. But we're mm-hmm. always, you know, being cautious. I mean, I had my house ready to list, and I had right in right in the heat of COVID, like I had a stager come in, I had a photographer come in twice, but we were all wearing masks, gloves, booties, don't touch anything, that type of thing. I had some pre-listing showings as well, um, and then I decided to um, just kind of wait it out a little bit because. I have asthma. My son has asthma. Just wanted to be careful and not put anybody in danger. Um, nice. so, so at that time, I said, you know, it's a great time to refi. So currently I'm refining. And if something comes up, I'm as soon as this refi is done, I'm ready to move forward with it. I have my listing ready to go. So a lot of times I'm telling, and I find other agents too, we're telling our clients, take this town time to get your house ready. Do the decluttering, the cleaning, put everything mm-hmm. in storage. Take this time to do what you wouldn't really have time to do normally and yes. get your house ready. Right? Yes. Great wow. Because <laughs> normally we're all so yeah. busy. We're all running around so much. It is, um, it's hard to find that time. I mean, I've been working with clients for 13, 14 years, and the biggest roadblock is finding the time to get your house ready. That's usually what takes the longest amount of time and prep before you hit the market. Right now, it's a great time to do that. And, you know, if I do go do some showings, it's for serious buyers and we're cautious. We have the booties and gloves and and a mask. But for the most part, I'd say 90% of us agents are just kind of playing it safe right now and for our health and the health of our loved ones and other clients as well. And there's virtual, like, and I'm, I know you've seen this as well. We're doing the virtual open houses or virtual showings. So that helps a lot as well. People are able to see the house and figure out, hmm, maybe, maybe this is something I like and don't need to see and can put an offer on. Or as soon as mm. I feel safe enough to go out, I really like this house and am 
pretty confident I'm going to purchase this house based on what I saw through the virtual open house or the virtual showing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of great information. Thanks for uh, sharing all of that, and especially those who are in the real estate field right now. This is, this is a lot of good nuggets to chew on. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, your, your beginnings within the field. What is one of the biggest challenges you faced in this journey, in the beginning of your journey in real estate? Well, I think that maybe it was, you know, this is 13 years ago, but. Right. Getting a seat Your at the table. years of experience. Yeah. Getting a seat at the table. You know, you just want that chance to prove mm. yourself and, and it, you know, and let your clients know, your potential clients know that you have the experience from past jobs, you know, past career paths that could really help them in selling their home from top dollar. So I had a background in home remodeling and, I used that as long as as well as my advertising background. Worked for mm. print, and I worked for an advertising company, a TV production company, and was a project manager and also um, an account executive. So I used that background um, as my foundation for mm. talking to my clients about how I can help them because it, it it was I was a novice in real estate, but but not really in marketing or project management or sales it was that's all you need all those things to be successful as a as a real estate agent or broker so i think that was one of them but you you know they always say it's your sphere it's really hard to go out and Mm. get business from people you don't know it's so much easier to get business from people you do know and who trust you because they want to be able to trust you. They're going to like you. Hopefully, <laughs> they're going to like you. Most <laughs> people who don't like you are not going to use you. So you find the people that like you and who trust you and, and believe that you are that expert or that you could be and that you're going to figure it out for them um, because you have the resources to do so and, um, you know, the smarts to do so. Oh, this business is it's cutthroat. It's the Wild West. Um, we, we do have mm. rules and and sometimes people, you know, it's it's the wild west. So you got to learn how to navigate through all that, and that takes some experience. Oh man, I love that! It's the wild west, Nicole the gunslinger. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love hearing how you were able to use these previous experiences um, to strengthen what you were um, feeling as though were perhaps weaknesses um, and just, and just focusing on, on the buyers or are on the type of customer that was right for you. Uh, that that's really powerful. Um, and just speaking on like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That that's great. I love, I love that. Um, another right. question yeah. I would about I'm sorry no you're right it's like you know like something that my coach David Ubita taught me too is that you're not every you know you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and you got to focus on this on your sphere and your ideal client and once you know what who and what your ideal client is those people um, will almost be presented to you in an effortless way and a little bit of law of attraction is used in that so that's, yes. that's a good point you made. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and with the law of attraction, it's the idea and the feeling and also action. And it sounds like you did have fears, but you decided to do it anyway. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And having such a, 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 some guidance and mentorship or or guidance and coaching from David really um, gave you a different perspective on how to move forward with the type of client that works best for you. That's powerful. That's really good. Um, uh, the other question I 
have been just dying to ask you, what was that experience like for you being featured on Forbes? Oh, well, that was a surprise. Um, I wasn't expecting uh-huh. that. And it was just a lot of what you look back and think, oh, my God, so everything I did do led up to that. Um, so for that mm. Forbes 500, um, the, they are looking at your last, they believe, like few years of sales, make sure that it's consistent. And they're looking at uh, your last few years of of um, reviews as well, five-star reviews. So Mm -hmm. it's not just the reviews, it's also your sales, you know, your sales record. So, you know, I run, you know, I'm the team lead and I have um, three agents on my team and an assistant. And I always tell my, my, um, my agents, listen, it's, I got here because I really fine tuned my craft and my skills. And I sell very high list of sales price ratio, and that sets me apart. So I think, a, mm. you know, that the Forbes really was just an affirmation of me being a, <laughs> setting myself apart for so long or trying to do that for years and years and years, and then finally getting to that point within the last, I'd say, five to six years of really being consistent with it. And that led to what my clients were seeing as consistency as well. So they were writing the five-star reviews and they were happy with the list of sales price ratio because I so most of my properties get sold before the brochures even come out because I'm so focused on the price and pricing it right. And, the con- you know, it's condition price and it's um, location. So the location you can't change, the condition you can change somewhat or make it a little bit more presentable. And then the price you can always change. So I'm very adamant about pricing it right. And I think all those things led to, you know, working on my team and develop my team over the years and the help I have with my assistant, all of that has um, opened up that path for me to be recognized by Forbes, which is amazing. So I wasn't expecting that. It was just something that happened along, along the journey with the work that I put in over the years. Mm, but it's a great, it's yeah. like, you know, I included all my credentials and it, it's wonderful and it's definitely grateful for it. And um, I just, I'm looking forward to, you know, what's next. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what is next? What, what would you like or what direction were, would you like to go with this now that you have this you know, a very notable feature. Um, and it sounds like you have a great team too. What is next for Nicole Hodge do? Well, um, I'm always trying to grow my team. Um, and really help them create a business of their own. You know, because a lot of agents get into this, they don't mm. realize how much work is needed to be successful and consistent and keep your clients happy and make a living. You know, mm-hmm. the majority of agents don't understand like how, how much work it takes uh, to get to this point. And it's not overnight. And I think some of them think, you know, it looks like the people who are successful, it looks like it's overnight and it isn't. And I think that they realize that as soon as they get in. Um, so I bring on agents and want to train them and help them, help them figure out why they're doing this. You know, what, what is the reason? What is your why behind all this? And I really mm. like giving back. I love, I love helping and guiding and coaching. And I did some coaching for Dreamtown when I first started, and I did the um, three years of training new agents when, when I started at Dreamtown as well. So I was the director of new booklet training there. And it was, it was definitely giving back, giving back to people, letting, they know, letting them know that they can do this too. And something, you know, that I've t- a lot of people know is that when I started doing this full time, 2012, 2013, I went through a divorce. So it was it was a little bit rough. I had three small kids under six, and wow, and I was doing this full time and moved out, bought a house, and 
and then realized quickly that I really had to hustle to make a living at this. And I didn't have a second income. Um, it was it was difficult, very difficult financially to support my three kids and do this just overnight. So I had to hustle. I had to learn so much. I relied on podcasts and videos and training classes and different coaches. And I was constantly, you know, I'd hire a coach, a life coach, and I'd hire a business coach. Like, what do I not know? What do I need to know? What am I missing? What am I doing right? What should I do more of? So I needed that help. It's really hard to be in this business or really any business without getting proper guidance, you know, and being around people who are more successful, teaching you. And I offer that to my, my team members. So we're doing a coaching right now together, a team member and I, um, and I try to work with them at their level where they're at and then Mm. um, challenge them a little bit too, because, they're coming on the team to learn something and they're also coming on the team to be able to um, say that we're a team and that we work together and these are our numbers and this is what we can do to help you because we really feel like we're helping our clients. We're getting more money in their pocket. Uh, we're making the trans- trans- transaction easier um, and more fun. Right. That's part of it too. It doesn't have to be difficult. And um, over the years, you make friends with a lot of these agents, and they want to work with you and want to work things out and want it to be a win-win. So over the years, you know, just from all that experience, I like to give back to the other agents who are trying to do the same thing or maybe in a tough spot. Some of them quit their jobs and do this. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this full time. Get into it and go, oh, my goodness. Didn't realize that it was this much work, and you might not get a paycheck for three months. And especially now... You know, I don't know what's going to happen with a lot of agents because we might not get a paycheck for them, you know, in three months. So it's navigating mm-hmm. through that as well. You know, do you have a savings? Do you have your, what's your personal, <laughs> do you have your personal expenses documented? Because this is a business. You need to know what your expenditures are in personal life and business life. So there's so much to talk about. It's, it's so, it, there's so many layers to this business, but it's such a great way to make a living and be out and about and be in the field. And every day is different, exciting. You meet new people. And it's really rewarding when people are like, thank you so much. Or a friend and, a, and like, such a good friend and such a good realtor. It's very, it's nice to hear. It makes you feel like, oh, my God, I'm doing something right. And you just want to pass mm. that on to other people who are looking to do the same thing for their clients. Wow. Yeah. So it seems as though you're playing a lot of different roles, uh, kind of like a financial advisor and just paying attention to the psychology of the entire situation, the whole experience, not only from uh, you being a coach with your, with your team members, um, with your team, but also paying attention to the buyers and um, what's going on with, with the grand scheme of things and a macro um, perspective of all of this. That's really uh, that's such an interesting um, perspective. Uh, I, I have to say that um, I know I've already said that this is an honor to speak with you. Um, and it's just been so exciting knowing that I was going to get this opportunity to do the interview with you. Also, not not just because you're a woman, but you're also a parent. I'm a single mom. Um, and so how, do you, how did you juggle being a rock star real estate broker, you know, a super mom, and, you know, being married now? So how does all of that, how do you make it all work? It's a good question. Well, um, ignoring my kids, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I had, you know, I did have some help um, with my mom helped babysit a lot. Um, I'm 45 now. I got divorced when I was like 39. Um, so I had help. Like my mom was helping me with the kids. My in-laws were helping me with the kids too because they were still young. I mean, my daughter was two and a half. So I had a little bit of help and I was going out to events. I was like being very social and going out and it's a lot easier to go out to when you're single. 
So I was going to a lot of realtor events and meeting people and just trying to soak up everything and figure out what opportunities I, you know, that were there that I can jump on. And I, I did a lot of work when my kids were not with me for the two days that they were with their dad. So mm-hmm. instead of goofing off and playing around or relaxing on those two days, I was working all day. And I also had help from my broker who said, okay, we'll, we'll help you out. You, you know, I brought in information that I wanted to share with agents and it was all about training and work, running your business like a business and business plans and courses. And he's like, let's do it. So we, we started the um, Dreamtown training classes and I was teaching those for three years every Friday. So, and then I did some coaching with some of those newer agents and I did recruiting. So I had, I had some other avenues of income while I was learning how to do this full time successfully. So mm-hmm. I had help like I, and I had help from my coaches and, um, you know, I eventually got remarried. So that was always, very, that was helpful too. There's another person here in the house to help me with the kids. But it was a lot of hustle, and the kids had to understand they were in aftercare till 6 o'clock every night, 7 o'clock. They had to understand that that was just how it was going to be for a while until I could really be on my own. Um, Because you don't realize, like, how expensive it is to run a a household as a single parent with three children Mm -hmm. until you start doing it, especially when your kids are in private school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really had to understand they were little. I mean, I remember picking up my daughter sometimes from aftercare at 6 o'clock after she was there at, you know, 8 to 6, and she was crying, and like, I hate you. And, uh, you know, she was three. She was, she wasn't, she, it was a lot for her. Um, and I'm very, very close to my kids. I have a very close relationship with them. They understand, you know, that I've worked hard to get to this point, and I want to be a good role model for them. So there, it's hard to balance, and it wasn't always very balanced, to be honest. It was just the way mm-hmm. life is, and sometimes you just have to you just have to do it. And you know that from what yeah. you've been through too as a single parent. And I think there are a lot of single parents in this industry, and a lot more lately in any industry. A lot of people are getting divorced and becoming single um, with kids and and trying to make ends meet. And it is a great the real estate is a great business to be in. With, with some flexibility, people always think it's so flexible. It's not that it's that flexible. It's that you have to be disciplined and do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And you can be doing it while you're in the car or while you're at home sitting and watching your, you know, your kid who may be home sick from school. So it's a lot less of having to be in an office that makes it a little less flexible. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a great business to be in um, as a single parent if you're a hustler and really motivated to make it work. Yeah, yeah. I completely in agreement and uh, can say from firsthand um, experience, the hustle is real. The struggle is real. And yeah, those, it is. Uh, the, those moments of, you know, you something comes up with, with the business and you have to respond to it right away. And um, they give you the face, they give you the face and it's really hard, but you have to make the right decision. And, and you're right. You are, you are a role model. You are, um, that's, that's what they're, they're looking at and, and they look to you every day and, and they're watching when, even when we don't think that they're watching, they're paying attention. Um, well, definitely. That's been mm-hmm. like the that's been like the biggest uh, driver and and motivator for me. Um, as as a coach myself and a psychotherapist, a lot of the times my clients come across difficult times because they're afraid to ask for help, and it sounds like you like you said, you were getting help from, from different sources, like family and they're at work. Was that difficult for you to do, like ask for help, or it was just a part of the hustle, like, you know what, I need it, I have to, I have to do it. 
How was that for you? Well, it was, it's always hard to ask for help um, because I also wasn't paying these people to help me. Um, mm. You know, they were doing it for free. So that was hard. Um, but a lot of the times, too, I mean, I had to take my kids with me. Stay in the car. You know, you're going to have to watch your mm-hmm. sister, watch your, watch your brother. You're going to have to stay in the car. Um, so I did take them with me quite a bit, too. And that was just that was just part of it, trying to make it work. And you do what you have to do. It's not ideal, but mm-hmm. you find yourself either doing it or you're not going to have a house to live in. You're not going to have food. You're not, you know, all these things that you had and hoped for, you know, your family are just going to disappear. So you've got to figure it out. And they came with me numerous times. And whether they came in with me or sat in the car, it just determined on the client. But um, they were part of it. And I think they, you know, some of it they don't remember because they were so young. Um, yeah. But they, but they consistently see that I, I work hard. And I want them to know that they, you know, they got to know what they want to do in life and early on. And once they know that, it'll become a lot easier for them to attract that into their lives and um, have it be a little bit easier for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is something that you do for um, to pass the time for fun, like to, to kind of like re-energize you and um, feel a little rejuvenated um, and something that you're doing now, COVID time, right, mm-hmm. uh, post-COVID? with something that that just, like, helps you get away for a little bit to recharge? So there's a couple things. Um, I've had a Peloton for, like, four years now, but I haven't really been using it consistently until COVID. So I think COVID gave us all a chance to regroup, take a step back, figure out what's important, realize that we have to take care of ourselves. And I think that realization is because all of a sudden you're not running and racing and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm like constantly running. Like I'm going from appointment to appointment, then I'm picking up a kid and we'll met, then I'm driving a kid and by lane tech and then I'm picking up another one here. And then what do you want for dinner? And trying to do appointments in between that. And you realize like, oh my gosh, I was running around like crazy. No wonder I'm not in shape or didn't have time to take care of myself. <laughs> so, so now it's, because of COVID, I'm able to do a lot of like online lessons. I love learning. I love reading. So I'm constantly reading. I'm writing in my journal every day. And I've done that for probably 20 years. Like journal writing definitely can change someone's life and gratitude being, being conscious of that and writing it down. So I do that every morning. I read a lot. Um, I'm doing a lot of online learning and classes and then jumping on the Peloton every day. And realizing, like, how much better I feel and how it sets the tone for the day. And prior to COVID, I was, I got back into horseback riding. So as a child, I did horseback riding and jumping and love animals. And before real estate, I was working at vet clinics and Lincoln Park Zoo Hospital and really wanted to get into oh, wow. environmental sciences and animal sciences. And so that was another life. Um, so I got back into horseback riding. I did it during my divorce and then it became very expensive. So I had to put that to the side and then recently got back into it. And now my 10 year old daughter does it as well. So she horseback rides on Sundays and I do it on Mondays. And that's my time to work on something that I really want to work on that's outside of work, but very challenging. And mm-hmm. you need a lot of strength and discipline ride a horse and make it do what you want it to do so I think it also lends itself to um, some practices that I can use in real estate as well wow that's that's awesome and that does that does sound that sounds great uh the the piece with with the animals especially um and then not using the peloton as you know another addition to to the closet <laughs> like a clothes right um, yeah i was hanging some but, of my clothes for a long time 
<laughs> I've seen that uh, a few times in some of my friends' apartments. Um, but that that's, that's really powerful. I, I believe that um, it's really important to take some time off away from from some of the other passions that bring in income, right, to just speak to the things that, that really just make you feel good and that are fun. Um, yeah. And, and just make you feel really good about yourself outside of that so that when you return to it, um, your your battery is full. Um so where can people where can people reach you? Uh I know you said you're um growing your team. Um what's your your handle on social media and your website? Sure. So um they can reach the Haidu group at um my 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 website is thehaidugroup.com. So it's H A J as in Jack, G as in David, U. Um, so thehaidugroup.com. Um, my phone is 773-727-2199. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and it's under Nicole Haidu on Facebook, and then uh, the Haidu group on Instagram. That's how people awesome. reach out to me. And more than happy to answer anyone's questions or talk to new agents. Always looking to help others out and know that, you know, let them know they can do this too. I went through a really hard time and the last, you know, being in a commission business, going through a divorce is not the most ideal. You know, no insurance, a lot of things that come with that, but it all works out if you just find a way. There's always, always a way if you really want it bad enough. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, that is so powerful. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for um, taking this time to share a little bit about you and um, your field and how how you made this 13-year journey into an overnight success, right? Everyone always right. thinks it, it happens overnight. <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah, I wish it was. But, you know, I've met a lot of good people along the way and learned so many lessons and I'm so excited to share those with my kids and people I know because that's what life life is about. It's about sharing and helping helping others. Wow, was that a great interview or what? Uh, so honored to have had Nicole Adu and uh, Lupita Lupe V uh, on the podcast. Uh, did Lupe do, do a great job or what? Huh? She's outstanding, and, and Nicole, of course, her story really resonated with me and. Here's some of the takeaways that I find myself leaving with on the podcast. One, uh, I love the part of her, you know, dragging her kids onto the appointments, right? I, I remember, I can only imagine, I should say, uh, you know, her having to bribe her kids to be quiet in the car or, you know, behave and not fight while she's showing homes, etc. Right? I can only imagine how much fun that was for her back then. And, uh, you know, mommy, I have to go to the bathroom and, you know, there's no bathrooms. <laughs> so. I can only imagine how much fun she had back then. Uh, and But, you know, these are the sacrifices that we make. These are the inconveniences that we make, you know, to, to provide for our kids. And, um, you know, secondly, she could have easily just folded like a chair and, you know, give, you know, and give up after a divorce and which is emotionally taxing and exhausting. And, you know, like what next, that kind of thing. God only knows um, the challenges that she had. I personally have been through that. It, it was not easy. And, I know firsthand that, uh, you know, post-divorce, it could take years to recover from, or in, in some cases, some people never recover from that. It's really that devastating. Uh, and then finally, I love the piece where she's like, you know what, I had help. And in some cases, it was, you know, uh, I couldn't afford to pay them, but, and yet they provided support or whatnot at the time. And here we go, you know, um, now she's, the one thing I do know about Nicole is that she's avid, an avid practitioner of what she preaches, right? And so... You know, as a coach myself and having the the humbling opportunity of working with her, uh, it's been such a great, 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 great run. I tell you, she's just so eager to learn and eager to uh, to increase her impact in the world. Uh, I remember when I found out about uh, the Forbes cover when she made the Forbes list, you know, being among the top, you know, the cream of the crop in all of the U.S., 
in her field. I'll tell you what, I bawled when I saw the cover and I couldn't, uh, I mean, I couldn't have imagined a more deserving individual to have received that acknowledgement. Uh, I'll tell you, even still today, I, 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 I pinch myself at the great opportunity to have been able to work with her and, um, and her team. So I, I tell you what, guys, if, if you're in a, in a situation where you are looking for inspiration or if you're looking for some guidance, Nicole is definitely the person that you want to reach out to. Make sure to check out the description of the podcast. Her contact information is there. And uh, we're also going to include Loop V's contact information there as well. Uh, if you're looking for uh, for some assistance from someone with her background in psychotherapy, etc., uh, by all means, reach out to her as well. And last but not least, if you guys... Are, if you're a high performer, a VIP, an executive, professional athlete, a pastor, and you're looking for some support in the form of coaching, um, feel free to reach out to me as well. Uh, my information will be in the description for you to review. I'd love to have a conversation with you, uh, learn a little bit m- more about what you're doing, where you're at, where you want to go. And if I can help you, I will be the first one to say, hey, you know, I can, you know, we, we can develop a strategy together to get you there. Uh, and if I can't help you, I'll be point blank and honestly, hey, listen, this is probably something that would be, uh, that wouldn't be something I can help you with. However, I would point you in the right direction. Absolutely for sure. All right, guys, uh, here's a word from our sponsor before final words. Hey guys, if you're a B2B company that can take on more clients, then take a look at our free training detailing the simple strategy that took us from 19 sales appointments in 2016 to 426 qualified sales appointments in 2019 with zero paid ads or time-consuming blogging on LinkedIn. On this free training, you'll see how this proven strategy works so you can start generating qualified sales appointments for your business today. Visit us at mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. Life hackers. Hey, just wanted to take a quick message to thank you for your continued support. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us on many occasions, I want to personally thank you because we do this to support entrepreneurs just like you. Hey guys, please take 60 seconds today to visit iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. This will help us grow organically and inspire more entrepreneurs just like you. Now, while you're there, please leave us a review and I promise to read each and every comment and apply your suggestions as we continue to improve our show. Also, If you like free stuff, then make sure to like our official Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs fan page for upcoming guest information and free giveaways. Guys, this is David Uvita, your host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.